0: Welcome to Rehydrate, This season we are reading and have completed Becky Chambers' The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet, which is book one of the Wayfarer series. This is season two, episode six, All Said and Done, where we're going to be discussing the very end of the book. Uh, The hosts are all new to this book and series, and we've only read through uh, this episode's, That's what I usually say, but we've now read through the entire book and we've been reading it together a few chapters at a time. I'm Jim.
1: Hey, I'm Dan. This is Tim.
2: Hi, this is Amin.
3: We also want to give an update on the future seasons of this. So we've just finished this book, like Jim said. So we're going to be doing the upcoming seasons a little bit differently. We're going to be running some of them simultaneously. Uh, So we have plans for two seasons right now. Uh, season three and four, but we're going to be running them simultaneously. Uh, and so you'll see in your feed, one's prefixed with season three and one's prefixed season four, and maybe even more uh, as we as we think about different media that we want to uh, discuss in this format. So season three will be The Dark Forest by Lewis Hishin, continuing the Remembrance of Earth Past series from season one. And then we also have a different non-book media project for season four, which is a music project that Jim is going to be running.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like sort of a, a sub-podcast or a sub-season. We're thinking of calling it Unfathomable. And the basic idea is one of the hosts will take some body of music, either like a, a sub-genre or an artist, that the other hosts either uh, don't understand or aren't familiar with and will sort of explain what the listeners of that kind of music get out of it. And, uh, you know, if you happen to also not know much about that kind of music or, or just like not understand what what is going on with Dungeon Synth or, or what have you, this, this could help you get a perspective into what these people are looking to. I think Tim ha- is, is going to guide us through the first episode uh, and he has, he has something, something interesting to, uh, lined up that uh, we're looking forward to.
1: Yeah, I'm going to. Um, I've just picked a band that is uh, very different than the music that I, you know that I've enjoyed in the past. Um, it's just very, very different than the stuff that I've usually listened to. Amin has already said he likes this band, but I'm uh, not sure how Dan and Jim are going to take to it. But yeah, it should, should be interesting.
0: All right. So this is sort of the denouement. And basically what has happened is they cannot get Lovey back. And uh, they have to. They do a hard reset, hoping that she'll she'll come back to her old self. And she just ends up coming back to her old factory preset self. Uh, and then what happens after that? Uh, if I remember correctly, what was the name of uh, Jenks's friend? Who's you know has Pepper Pepper the Black market. She comes and tries to help and fix the engines. And what she ends up doing is offering the body that uh, previously. Jenks was considering putting Lovey in, but then he kind of backed off on that. She offered it to the new Lovelace, the rebooted, completely blank slate uh, AI, because the voice reminded Jenks, well, the voice and, and probably other aspects reminded Jenks too much of Lovey. So she got that AI out of there and into the body, and then they got a new uh, AI with a suitably male voice to help prevent any Heterosexual attraction, perhaps. And then there's this thing where Ashby goes and testifies before the GC, and then they just decide, well, alright, we're gonna cut things off. You know, they're they're a little bit divided, but in the end they decide to cut things off with the Toremi Ka. So I thought I had I had some mixed feelings about this. I didn't I didn't think it was like a, a really really powerful ending. But I, I think there there are some things I did like about it. What did what, what were you what did you guys feel like?
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess I was wrong about Ohan getting the cure during the the punch thing when the when there was all that confusion. And but then Corbin just gives him the cure, and there's no stakes to it. <laughs> like, I mean, it's kind of clever. I thought how he said, "Well, you know, I'm married. To, I'm married just to six. Like, they can't do anything to me." So, but his motivations didn't make sense to me at all, and it's not in character. Like. He did it because the crew was sad about the AI, which again, that's a whole other thing. But like the that motivation didn't seem earned to me. That where he would do that, like if it was like Kizzy or something, you know, somebody who was more more empathetic to to the crew, I could see it. Corbin just did that didn't make sense to me.
0: I, I mean, whether or not he would he would change so much that he would put things on the line like that, that that I, I kind of agree with, like being an un, unearned motivation. But I think if he was going to empathize with anyone on the crew, it would be Ohan, because those those are the two, the two guys no one really talks to, right? The the two isolated uh, crew members.
3: But he didn't he didn't say it was because of him, right? He said it's because oh the crew is so sad because our AI died and we can't have any more sadness, and so I'm just going to do it. Like it wasn't because of Ohan, right? I, I, that's not the oh. oh I got you're anyway. saying
0: you could see Kizzy doing it, but not Corbin
3: yeah because she was like yeah or dr Chef or somebody right um, oh, oh, even I Ashby see. right, because Ashby was like maybe like more in tune with the needs of the crew, right um, but Corbin is like just does his job, and he's kind of a dick well I, yeah he,
0: uh, i he, i know i think he i think he's changed right i i think he's like you know he might be a dick because he felt like that's all he could do yeah i i think the i feel like a sort of i you know well, when I read it, it felt well established that he had kind of a A ground shaking experience with learning that he was a clone and it seemed like he was trying to just grab on to whoever's around to like just have some sort of attachment and also I guess probably being saved by the crew even though I I think he probably assumed they didn't like him because when they they came in uh, when they came to save him I think he was actually surprised that they didn't leave him to
1: die. Yeah, I kind of felt like Ohan would actually, I mean, I'm sorry, not Ohan, uh, Corbin would be kind of the only one to do this because um, I kind of feel like the rest of the the crew was like way too like 100% understanding of or accepting of like Ohan's previous state or paradigm and that like they would, none of them would be the, the kind, kind of person that would like, well, I'm going to do this against his will. And whereas, like I think Corbin's like the only one who would, i'm gonna i'm gonna make the hard decision i'm gonna do what the others can't in order to save you and i'm because he has that sort of i don't know i mean or at least like that kind of like bullishness in him that he's gonna do the tough love thing and going to give this to you whether you think whether you like it or not because it's the right thing
0: yeah I guess yes, if you think of it that way, yeah, I mean he. Yeah, he's he's trying to be <laughs> he's trying to be more empathetic, but he yeah. doesn't. He seems less likely to be like, "Well, this is what is believed in by this this culture." Like, it, yeah. you know, he's he's like the, the also the only one who uses the, the speciesist epithets and things like that. Right. So, so he's, he's less likely to be. Well, this may not be what I believe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Yeah, I think he's the more of the, the kind of guy that's going to have a bit more of a black and white perspective on it. And yeah, he's probably the only one you know, out of the crew that would actually do be willing to do that, um, make the decision for the rest of the crew and for Ohan.
3: If he did it, like, during the time where it was, like, a critical time, you know, like, if he did it during, like, when the, he really did decide it was up or down, like, what I assumed, like, Ashby was doing before, right. like, I can see that. Like, that makes sense. Like, he is, like, saying, all right, we need this guy to continue this punch, right? But it was, like, he's laying in bed, doing nothing, you know, <laughs> yeah. and he just does it because the crew is sad about it. And AI dying. Uh, that the that motivation did not make sense to me at all.
2: I, I I agree with you, Dan, and and I wasn't a fan of this either. But I I, I think part of the reason that, well, I don't even know if it's a reason. I think part of the motivation of this was be, to show that lovey was a member of the crew to everybody and it's not just Jenks that was upset and everyone just felt bad for Jenks that everybody thought that lovey was was more than just an AI I don't know again I I think this goes into the whole AI section which I don't think any of us have have been very chuffed about but I think that was part of the I think that was part of the reasoning behind this was to show that Corbin actually cared about something
0: you know, I'll talk about the the AI thing because I I have a so on one hand, it, it's it's sort of hard to empathize uh, with the crew feeling like that attached to Lovey, but I actually one hundred percent can see that happening because I I think I think they they've had that AI for how many years like five I, I forgot how long they've been in operation. People personalize much much dumber things like. For work, I, I observed some user testing sessions and, and various interviews, and people will personalize things like Alexa and, you know, Google Home, which which are not very smart, I have to say. Like, like like incredibly dumb. It, 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 like, not everyone does this, but a significant portion of people are, like, will refer to Alexa by personal pronouns like her. They will be careful about not being rude. And they they will say things like, oh, I feel that, you know, she thought that I wanted this and I wanted that. Whereas in fact, there's someday it may happen, but there's not really a cohesive Alexa, right? It's just like this big pile of various services.
2: Do you think people personalize Alexa because they are worried what the Amazon algorithm is it gonna say about them or do you think they actually treat Alexa as a person? Because I, I don't use Amazon because I don't want Amazon knowing anything about me. So when I'm in a house that has Alexa, I'm very careful about what I say because I don't wanna be in their in their system. So I think that's that's my motivation. I'm just wondering, I'm sure I'm an outlier, but what are your guys' thoughts?
0: I, I feel the same as you, but I am also an outlier. I, I think that I think that a lot of people and I'll, I'll let other people in with their thoughts. Sorry, but I, I think a lot of people don't don't care about the surveillance, and they, they don't care about the machine learning models that are being built from them by having like their utterances captured. Although I, I have to say, allegedly, because they <laughs> they Amazon will claim that the utterances are only used for training uh, speech models, and, and they're not used for analyzing individual people, but. Again, there's there's no legal guarantee about that. And it's like, it's all about what Amazon decides to do at that time. But getting back to the, the personalization thing. Uh, no, I, I think obviously they don't think of it as like a full human kind of thing. But I think there's there's a tendency to personalize uh, anything that speaks to them. Especially if it speaks to them with a the voice. E- even with like non-voices thing things. When, it, when I used to run... Twitter bots that would respond to people on Twitter, people would get really upset or really happy about certain things. And they would just get in the habit of referring to these, what were basically these really small node programs that would just respond to uh, Twitter streaming API as with like personal pronouns and like, imagine that it was doing this or that. So if you have something with higher fidelity and you're in it for, I don't know, five to seven years or something, and you don't have that many other people i i think this is actually going to happen
1: yeah i can definitely see um well i think if you're going to be in a spe- you know and i don't know if the you know the book never really ex- specifically like touches on this and all that, but i think if you are just sort of holed up in a you know in this situation it's hard to imagine it. i think there's a bit of a cabin fever thing that goes you know there's an inevitably going to happen that you're going to like a crew, you know, when they're you know when they're away that long or const- constantly in this confined space, like I can just sort of see that just sort of naturally. And I don't even mean like cabin fever, as in like they're going like crazy. It's just like a, it's probably just like a natural way of just making you know adapting to your situation. Think of like Tom Hanks in that Castaway movie, oh, right, 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 right. The soccer ball, you know, that sort of thing. Like, but I mean, if you have this thing that you can interact with, like. Um, at all times like i can imagine they can talk to talk to lovey you know from their rooms or whenever they want then yeah i mean you're going to grow an attachment to that and the the knowledge that this is just an artificial intelligence or something like that is probably something that or like keeping that in mind and keeping like lovey at arm's length or something you're acknowledging it's probably something that just is just going to break down you know after a while as you continue to interact with it and then you know how you how you view lovey is just simply going to be the you know summation of your interactions with lovey as opposed to like always keeping in the back of your mind this is this is just an ai sophisticated enough that it can respond to you empathetically then like i think it's an in- inevitable that's probably going to happen in that situation where you're like in confined space or with a limited number of people for long periods of time
0: yeah have have you guys read 2001
1: i've just seen the movie Okay. You see the movie. Okay. Same, same
0: thing happens, happens there. You know, that reminds me there's, there's something interesting, like, you know, if you're not familiar with 2001 among the many, many things that, that happened, by the way, yeah, you should definitely read that. That is an incredibly good story, but you know, there, there is a ship AI there, you know, maybe one of the first ship AIs in science fiction, you know, hell 9,000 and hell hell is not, Hal is not uh, ingratiating the way that like something like Lovey is It's like a a rather cold sort of AI, but like, you know, and I think the reader is inclined to think after a while, after Hal starts messing with them, messing with the humans on the ship, people tend to think Hal is bad, but you do feel, I felt when I was reading that, uh, this is part of like the human tendency towards anthropomorphization. There's a part, okay. So this is a spoiler. You know, I'm giving you a chance to skip forward like 30 seconds if if you I don't want to be I, spoiled. Done. I think it's okay
3: for 2001 spoilers.
0: <laughs> okay, but but yeah, there, yeah. There's the part where Dave starts pulling out pieces of its memory to to stop Hell from uh, basically messing with them for well, killing them. And and he's like, you know, Hell keeps saying like, oh man, please stop. You know, in in various forms, please stop, Dave. You, you know, whatever he says, I'm and, afraid. Yeah, I'm afraid. And I was like, I remember reading that. It's like, well, yeah, obviously, you got to kill hell. But I I did think of it like, you know, at the time I read it, it's like, oh, you're killing hell. It's like, oh, no, you know, (laughs) that's this is uh, this is harsh stuff, even though I thought, like, you know, obviously, it's what you got to do in order to not get uh, whatever he was doing to them, cutting off their oxygen or whatever. But I, I think humans do tend to there's a very low bar for anthropomorphization.
3: Feel. i i get it the it didn't seem earned like the only person who showed any kind of affection is Jenks and so like if the crew had been sad because Jenks is sad like i i guess they kind of were but like everyone just like seemed so downtrodden that the a i died and like i don't know it didn't seem earned to me
1: <laughs> well, i think it was pretty well established that they have affection for lovey you know they weren't they didn't want to you know but not to that' get to- busy with lovey the way Jenks did but uh you know, <laughs> but uh
3: but they treated it as, like, you know, one of their crew members died. And, like, they did not have the same, even, like, Ashby said, like, oh, I didn't really even think, you know, say thank you ever or that kind of stuff to to the AI. But meanwhile, like, everyone's, like, you know, super sad and, like.
0: I think it's a quasi sort of, there's some space between, uh, let's say the ship had a dog, right, that they, they don't treat as an equal. And, like, a full, you know, sapient crew member, you know, another human or um, Andrisk or uh, any of those other fully personed species or something like that. If you go all the way down to the dog dying, I think they'd be sad, and uh, it, you know, it, it, lots of people take. Uh, actually, that's the only example I could think of. Actually, uh, of of a not or to to make this very dark, right? Like if we were this is set in like the eighteen hundreds America, right? And it was somebody's slave that died, and they felt sad afterwards. You you could see that happening, right? Even though. Uh, you know, the let's say the person is, is a white person, even though they, they felt that person was three-fifths of a person, you, you could see, the, like, the white man being sad about a slave dying. So, yeah, anyway, I, I, I'm obviously not trying to convince you that was earned or not, but I, I sort of didn't need to be convinced because I guess I've just seen stuff like this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, again, Jenks' whole thing with Lovey is, that's difficult for me to relate to, but the idea that the crew after you know working so long with this AI this AI that has like learned and adapted to be like respond to them and like understand them in a more nuanced way and respond to them in a more nuanced way and uh, become like personalized to them like if that's just part of your especially if you're like that's part of your everyday operation on this that, you know, is interacting with Lovey and that that's even the even the fact that it, okay Lovey is gone now that like completely like changes the paradigm or like the, the feel or atmosphere of your, sh- your ship like that alone is going to be kind of a hard adjustment, I think
3: but even like Corbin is affected by it
1: yeah, but i mean Cor- I imagine Corbin you know interacted with lovey and his own you know you don't get to see his perspective too much or just his day to day too much, but probably has to interact with her on a daily day basis um like something is something is going to be built up there, you know, if you have a...
3: yeah I guess the point is like I would like to see a little bit more nuance to the reactions to her dying. Yeah, maybe Corbin's like, ah, eh, AI, who cares or whatever. Like, but everyone's like ubiquitously super sad about the UI have or the AI having to get re- reset.
1: Yeah, I mean, there is a little bit. Given that this is like the only casualty of the yeah. entire book, um, I mean, it is played up a bit. Um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know, they the, the entire crew being sad and seeing her as part of as part of the crew can uh, is like I can see that.
3: And, and there's no no reaction at all to her leaving. <laughs> like they're like the
0: the the new, the one, new one right well they yeah. don't know that one it's, it's just like it's just like no, somebody's yeah but like you think there would be some place right there would be and something
3: then... like there was no one said anything about it
0: well i mean so there's kind of a smash cut kind of thing going on so so we don't and in general like it's throughout this book there they you know the author doesn't like tell you exactly everything that happened but you know i i could imagine that happening like a Oh, is it like if you've ever been in the situation where somebody starts uh, working at your workplace and then two weeks later they leave or something like that? I imagine it's sort of like that. You're just like, oh, well, see you later, I guess, and then you just uh, say hi to the new person <laughs> that that replaces them. Yeah, so, but
3: I I think this is a little bit differently. This is like if you had a coworker who left who you've been working for, you know, for five years and then another person who has the exact same name, exact same face, but maybe a different person, like their twin comes in, started working there and they leave. Well, I, don't think years, there, but... I,
0: well I think that's very different. Right? I think, I think it's not the twin at all. Right. It's, it's just like somebody that came from the same. Uh, I mean, there's not an exact mal- uh, analogy there, but like, uh, I think, I think the idea is over time, after a lot of training, the AI becomes extremely different and like no two of them are the same. Right.
3: I guess my right. point is like this is like the one consequence that happened, and then it's not even talked about. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, it's gone.
1: Well, I mean, I can see, like, I mean, I, again, I can understand that, like, if you have this, like, this is okay. Well, this sounds like lovey, and technically is lovey, but not really because it's not, it's not the, you know, the result of this, you know, the compound effect of you know years of experience with these. Then, like, I can see how they would wouldn't mind like this new lovelace or whatever you know like leaving because it's probably kind of a painful reminder of of lovely so it's probably it's probably better than just kind of switch it out completely to something that's not going to remind them of lovey every day maybe
0: yeah i yeah i guess i guess to me it seems something like you had a computer right you you had it set up you worked with it for like whatever three years and then like for some reason whatever you you didn't back everything up something got messed up and then you know somebody handed you a fresh computer that was exactly like that and then there's some weird refund situation where you had to just return that computer you just got and you didn't set it up at all so yeah yeah but there. like okay just, no so attachment. say yeah. you had
3: a MacBook Pro that crashed right and it was like all you are working on it and then like, it, and then someone, and then like, it, you know, it, it had the fan failure or whatever, like the, yeah. the CPU melted and someone gives you a new MacBook Pro. It's like, oh, I can't, I can't do a MacBook Pro again. Give me a Windows machine. Like, that,
0: well, that's that, not, nah, I don't think that's like that great of an analogy, right? That's, that's more like, well, so, I've, okay. Okay. I've tried, give, give me
3: a, give me but, a space gray one instead of the silver one. And because like, it's too painful to have, to have this, so another silver MacBook Pro because yeah. I also had that work.
1: Well, I think there's a matter of degrees here, the level of emotional attachment somebody can you know, build up towards yeah. a MacBook Pro versus an uh, uh, an extremely sophisticated AI.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, basically all the value in, in Lovey was all the training, right? It's not the base AI that they valued. And, and so so getting a new, like, base thing that doesn't know them, hasn't been trained at all, right, is... Is, is like basically isn't worth anything to them right i mean they're going to be polite to it and things like that but it's like saying this guy you know like uh, i don't know i guess i could go back to the the coworker analogy or something like that but you know somebody leaving who just showed up and has only been there for two weeks is is not really as big a deal as like somebody you've worked with for three years or something like that so, i'm not I,
3: saying that they should be attached or not be attached to the new one but like there's just like it's not even discussed were, right
0: No. Okay, I, I don't know. Maybe I was. But... You, you felt they should be sad that that one left. That, no, 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 no. no, I'm
3: saying there should be some discussion of like all there's discussion is between Pepper and the the, the new AI, right? Uh, Lovelace. So, that and then they go oh, we're going to go. But then like they don't talk about it at all. Like no one like discusses that's going to happen. No one like tries to make an no. argument. They're like, oh, it's okay. You know, we don't really, you know.
0: I, I guess you want a more more detailed kind of Novel where like instead of like like moving to the next scene and you you thinking oh well that's that's probably what happened you you want like the actual discussion where Pepper talks to Ashby and says hey I think we're going to uh, I think it's a good idea if we move Lovey into this body and then you get a new AI and then he has a discussion with the entire crew. I mean, we don't see,
3: maybe even need to see the discussion specifically, but there should be some mention of it. There's no mention well, I, of I, it. I, I, I think, think she's holding back,
1: it. just like yeah. maybe this is meta information. But apparently, the sequel is all about Lovey or Lovelace Lovelace and her new body and Pepper. So. Oh okay, yeah.
0: I don't know. I I guess I I, I felt like I could figure out what probably happened, and I was I was okay with with it not being filled in but yeah that's that's a, a valid thing like i think you want you want more weight you want you want things to be built up before they go away and that kind of thing
3: this is the one consequence of the entire book and the they just like uh ah, all right see ya well they, they didn't even say they that they, like, didn't, they didn't even
0: mention it <laughs> well they were like see ya right they were they were broken up over it for a while right uh, but well, uh, so so I guess this is the thing that I'm confused about. Why would you be confused that they just said sia to the new AI? Because that doesn't the new AI doesn't mean anything to them. Because the, the old I'm not I'm not saying
3: that they can't just not, you know, not have any attachment to the new one at all. But there's no discussion of it at all. Like that's oh. that's my, like, okay, it's not, well, not even like I, mentioned. It's right. it's just I, like passed over entirely.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like that's okay. But like again, like if they she wrote that out. That might be boring. I don't know. It might be satisfying for some people though.
3: Maybe um, I don't know. All right. Some, I think, some mention of like the biggest consequence. I think is all I'm looking for.
0: Well, isn't the biggest consequence that they're they're all sad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. mean, I'm not saying that's a big enough consequence to satisfy you, but but the consequence is yeah. they're sad that Lovey is gone and basically gone forever. It's not the new lovely system moving on
3: it just seems like there's like a kernel of like potentially interesting dynamic between the crew and the new uh, AI that is like not discussed at all. Right. You like, mean the,
0: the new one that moves in after. Yeah. yeah Lovelace yeah. has moved. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Like I mean,
3: maybe Jenks is a jerk to her or whatever. Right. Well, it's kind of the stuff. new
0: one is, is, I don't know. takes the personality of a dude, right?
3: You No, know I mean like the one that eventually left. Right. Uh, like maybe yeah, like yeah. it's, it becomes untenable that she can, that she can stay there.
0: Oh, I don't know. yeah, yeah. I think I think this is a want details, not want details kind of thing. Whereas yes. I, I could just, I just imagined it happened, and I was, I was okay <laughs> with that. If, if it was there, I would have skimmed through it. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I probably uh, complain like,
3: oh, can we just get over the eyes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I, I do think that that you're right about there not being enough consequence overall and for the, the end of, to me it felt like the ending of i guess like everybody i like the original star wars movie but that movie just ended with medals and darth vader hurtling off into space and uh you know there there wasn't there's a lot more to that movie uh, and it's, it's a lot about a lot more than story but that's what it seemed like to me it, it, it just seemed like well everything is back to where it was you know how a few episodes that's not back, true at all.
3: It's not back to where it was. They they got they destroyed the empire, or they they didn't they, destroy, they made it, they didn't destroy it, but they 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 dealt it a very severe blow.
0: <laughs> I mean, they they destroyed the Death Star, but it it does it didn't it didn't really affect. Well, maybe you're right. I I don't know. It felt like maybe I'm using meta knowledge of Empire Strikes Back, where it just seems like that didn't matter at all. <laughs> they they're still like crushing everyone and stuff. Yeah, I I don't know, the but it, in terms of like, uh, maybe I'm thinking of in terms of it being a happy ending, where no, you know, the good guys didn't really lose anything, you know. I'm
3: okay with happy endings. Like, I'm not I'm not against happy endings at all.
0: Like, can you think of a happy ending in a book that you've liked? Because people tend to not not talk about it when they like a happy ending book.
3: Uh, I mean. I, I am also not the biggest reader so I can't write the okay. an example um but I'm trying to think of I, I would not be against a like happy ending in a TV show or like a positive ending or
0: well I guess I guess maybe I derailed, ma- derailed myself by comparing it to Star Wars or something like that but it it did seem like maybe there's there's some setup for the other books in the series but they dissolved the alliance with the Teremi, so it's back to how it was uh, I think a few episodes back, I, I think I thought it was unlikely that they would just get away clean with what they did, and and they did. Although, although again, yeah, I guess they lost the AI, but they kept all the money, <laughs> and they <laughs> uh, they uh, sort of ended up contributing to you know dissolving an interesting and problematic political alliance. That was a little unsatisfying. So, but I do wonder, I do wonder what will happen because this is this is a hugo award-winning series so you know
1: uh,
0: I, I wonder if something deeper happens i don't know
1: yeah it's uh i mean i was a bit disappointed by the you know you know initially kind of liking the book you know and like the you know the, the the amount of world building at the beginning and as you know like it went on and we realized that this was sort of like a mini crisis of the week type type deal you know i kind of expected this to be i i, I uh because I've you know, read plenty of books like this, you know where this is kind of like the setup book for like a trilogy. Big thing happens at the end. You know, this is a lot of world building and all. And then like it sets up a crisis or like a sequel hook or something like that. And like, I don't think that's really the case here, especially given what I said, kind of looked at what the next book is about. And it's sort of a Lovelace leaving the ship with Pepper is the sequel hook, you know, because I guess that's what the second book is about. Um, and it's sort of an indirect sequel, not like a specific continuation. It, it kind of leaves me with thinking that this really should have, as a, as a sort of standalone novel, this should have been had had a a stronger like standalone like story running through it, and it 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 really didn't. Uh, you know, what's the deal with Rosemary's past? You know, it was you know resolved like pretty you know, pretty quickly. Um,
3: yeah, with no consequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah with, okay, yeah, with
1: sure. no consequence. So you know, in, in the end, like you know, this really this really was just kind of like a series of vignettes about this crew. And, you know, reading the reviews of it, like, you know, th- this was received pretty positively with some negative uh, reviews that kind of, I almost don't want to side myself with some of the negative reviews, because some of the negative reviews, because a lot of the negative reviews have the, you know, like, characteristics of uh, usual kind of complaining about SJU politics or whatever, and the you know, <laughs> you know, W politics and this, and, you know, like. Yeah, I could definitely. What's, what's I SJU? Can... SJW. S- sorry, I meant SJW. Oh yeah oh social justice so, yeah oh,
0: yeah you could be a social social justice unit
1: or something yeah, a whole yeah bunch no, of Sorry, miss, misspoke there but um
3: I, I could definitely see that because yeah there's there's a lot of i i i get there's a like you, the only like romantic relationship in there guess right, there's two there's yeah S-B-K, i mean it's and just the and Rosemary, like there's right?
1: there's there's a valid crit you know and again the the the, the usual characteristics are just being dudes being about it but um you know but there is a i think there is a valid criticism in that it's just kind of like it's just a little too on the nose with its you know with its pedagogy
2: i was hopeful so like dan i thought it was clever how the the corbin situation ended up being a way for corbin to avoid the consequences of of him injecting ohan with uh with the cure so i was i was hopeful that other things that we read about earlier would come back and somehow have an implication to wrapping up the story. So either something with Rosemary and her dad might help them, or something like that. But yeah, it, it seemed like the Corbin. I thought the Corbin connection was was clever, and and I guess I was hoping to see more of that, and I didn't. I I thought the I thought the book was good. I, I think we said this almost every episode that it was it was well written, uh, it was well executed. I just think that this. These types of stories are not what I'm most interested in, in reading about. So for me, it was it was a fine book. I wouldn't discourage someone from reading it if they like these kinds of books, but I, I'm certainly not gonna gonna go out and recommend it to everyone else. Yeah,
3: I think it's a testament to that the world building that I was disappointed that I didn't hear more about the space politics. You know, about like the actual argument that happened to kick out the Tremely out of the the gc or not not kick them out but like not allow them for for membership so i think like the races and the interplay between those races or species or whatever are interesting and you know varied and there's like a lot of there's a lot of good world building that happened to that point i just think that could have been made more could have been made of that of that uh that setup and it just wasn't
1: if this was like set up as like a trilogy like there are more books and all that but like if this was there was like kind of obvious like sequel hooks or like tensions that would carry over like the thing with like Corbin like how you know how is his relationship gonna you know if we if I knew the next book was like the continuing adventures of this or there was like kind of like a larger thing being set up like I think I would be more into this but it just doesn't seem that it is and that it is like kind of meant to just be this you know, set of like kind of emotional vignettes. Like I think it's, I I think it was explicitly written to be kind of a, an antidote to, and this is a common thing in sci-fi fantasy. And that recently in sci-fi fantasy, it's been the trend that it's just a bunch of dudes trying to like one up each other with like grim darkness. So like I kind of appreciate this is kind of, kind of swerving in the opposite direction. Um, and I think that's where it gets a lot of its praise from. But uh, I think that doesn't necessarily like let it off the hook for just kind of having like no compelling plot or sense of tension throughout it.
0: Yeah, I, I feel similarly. I because I actually after I finished it, I look back at the first chapter. And that chapter is really tense. You know, not that you have to be like we said, be super tense throughout. But I remember thinking when I read that first chapter, this is this is mostly going to be about. Uh, I mean, there's going to be world building and stuff like that. There's going to be a lot about keeping your identity secret and a lot about li- living a double life stuff like that like not not that this is fair to, but like yeah like like the philip k dick kind of thing where it's like like there's there's a number of his stories where you know somebody is actually something they're not and it is it is really uh an intense thing to keep that up and and they they, they never do you know, you may have watched Blade Runner, right? Like, like that kind of thing. So, you yeah, but I, you know, and I was actually okay with it diverging from that expectation. But yeah, it, it kind of did not, did not really bring it home.
1: Yeah, it didn't replace it with anything. You know? Yeah,
0: I, I think that the, yeah, the, the other things that didn't have consequence, although, again, maybe, maybe this comes up in like the third book or something like that. I don't know. I guess Ohan is just like, well, I guess I'm alive now. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he's happy. Um, it's like, all right, cool. Now I can eat paste or whatever he wants. Good eating.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join you. And it's like, I could come up with an explanation for that, but it, it's sort of, you know, I'm not, you know, obviously alien physiology is is unknowable because it's not real. But can can your brain change that fast after after a virus leaves it? I'm not so sure. Yeah, again, I think we've touched on this, but like, the GC just deciding. Well, let's just go back to how things were (laughs) is is sort of kind of kind of lets up on the gas a little too much like even even if she didn't resolve even if the author didn't resolve that and just said well they're going to continue with that and we're not going to tell you exactly uh what happens with that i I think that might have been more interesting All, all that said i did think it was clever i the i did think the monkey's paw thing where where lovey did sort of get a body but it wasn't lovey i thought that was pretty clever Again, while it didn't work as a novel, as in like a standalone unit, I it did build up confidence in, in Becky Chambers' writing. So even though uh, I probably won't read another one of her books for probably a year or more because of the number of things I plan to read that, that actually aren't even fiction, I, I, I'd give her another shot, I think. Because, at worst, it's like you know, not a great story, but you know, maybe I had a good time.
1: I'm curious as to how, like, whether things carry over and where they go, or if like everything is just gonna, going to be kind of the standalone thing, where the other books go. I'd be curious to see whether she kind of like starts to actually build like I don't know, a, a bigger, a bigger plot thread throughout the books.
2: I I, I agree with Jim. I don't. I'm I'm. I'm no longer interested in the Wayfarer series, but I would read other things that Becky Chambers will write or has written that are not in this world.
0: Yeah, and and I will say that like again, I don't know how her her future works will turn out. Maybe they'll all be like this, and I'll, I'll never get it. But like Terry Pratchett, a lot of people like him. And a lot, of, at least not a lot for for a lot of people. But I I like him, and I I think I've I like around some ridiculous number of his books, like fifteen books. But his first four books aren't good. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know how he survived. Yeah, he, he changed a lot. You know, so so you never you never know what could happen. But that said, there's many other authors to try, and there's there's many other books to try that, that aren't even aren't even fiction. So,
3: so I think I thought of a good analogy. I'm going to talk through it of uh, a good example of uh, earned character change. I don't know that it's completely analogous, but I'm going to talk through it. So, of course, it's Star Trek. And at the at the end of Star Trek Next Generation, Picard, throughout the whole series, has been, you know, really curmudgeonly and, like, not talking to the... Not, not curmudgeonly, but, like, I don't know, like, not super close with the with the crew. Really? And, yeah. Like, he's Didn't not, he, like, like... he He's always, like, distanced himself. He has a relationship with, like, Crusher um, you know, at, that's different from everybody else. But, like, he's not... He's not friends with them, and specifically, he never plays poker with them, right? But then, in the last episode of of Next Generation of of the show, he goes through like this whole experience and like you know, going back and forth in time, and like realizing that his relationships are actually super important. So it does change him at the end, where he he does play poker with them at the very end of the series, and it's a happy ending too. You know, everything kind of works out, how it's going to work out. Like uh, I think in the one of the alternate timelines, like Wharf dies or not Wharf. I forget. Someone dies. Anyway, Picard like realizes like these, these friendships are important, and so that felt earned to me. Like it was an entire episode of like him like understanding this thing, and and it builds on the entire series of him understanding like the the relationship in his crew. um Where Corbin immediately changes and has like none of that build up uh, to to like wanting to interact with the crew and like wanting to interact with Ohan. He just does it for no really good reason. So anyway, I don't know if that's a great analogy but that's what kind of came to mind
0: i sort of see where you're coming from although i, I saw that episode and i was just like whatever <laughs> the cards thing <laughs> oh, man. But, but but let's say <laughs> that was great sorry about Come that on. No, well well so i think this is a difference between you and me in, in in terms of like feeling that that earnedness right i'm a little less invested in, in star trek uh, i started watching it because my wife would be like hey that's that's a fun show that we should watch once in a while and then I think I I said it sucked, but okay. But and I I did eventually start to sort of like it here and there for for what it is. I think if you watch that for like okay, so they had seven years to build that character, right? I think if you watch it all and you are uh, into it, like you you're maybe you're gonna feel the Picard sitting down to play five card stud more than somebody that you know watches it every once in a while right but don't you think that's the
3: experience of us reading this whole book like i
0: mean well, yeah this, it's not this, seven this like years a, yeah this is a very short book <laughs> it's I, like as, a, it's, a, books it's
3: like it's like analogous to a season right a season of a tv show so if like you have like a character who is like one way at the beginning of the show or at the beginning of the season and a different way at the end of the season and he just like rapidly changes at the very last episode you'll be like well, what the hell man And that's what this was well but like if you can see that I mean, change like happening like all the way through and like you know seeing getting closer and like having more empathy then
0: I think I think you don't have that time. Well I well I mean you do. it depends yeah, on time you want. I I guess you could have so this novel is like like four hundred pages, right? So you could write an eight hundred page novel where you keep on talking about um, how Corbin is slowly getting closer to people, which I think I think you have a valid point. Maybe some people would want that. Like uh, like if you did do you think that if you did one season of star of Star Trek right and it ended with uh season one of Star Trek but ending with the the season finale of or the series finale with the um the card thing do you, do you think you'd be like, "Oh dang he's sitting down with them now
3: maybe yeah i mean if uh if they kind of build up to it throughout the the whole show or the whole se- the whole the uh, season do you think and, but oh, like
0: you, you think they would be able to do that though? Wow, I don't know if the. Well, let's say it was a start, like getting more hypothetical, so that we get so ungrounded that we don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> what if it was a Star Trek movie? What if there's only a two-hour Star Trek: The Next Generation movie? Uh huh. Do you think that would work?
3: It, you know, yeah, like the the time doesn't, the the actual like time doesn't doesn't matter. It's more of like this is the arc of the character, and Corbin had no arc. He's just like he's a flat line, and then his his line changed from positive or negative to positive (laughs) that was like the only and like he wasn't in most of the book i think i even complained in one of the episodes like where the hell is corbin like he hasn't even shown up in forever and then the only time he does show up is you know at at the very end so he, he should have been in it more to kind of earn that that change in thinking
1: I think that's fair because he does, I mean, he is kind of AWOL for a while and he's only like lurking in the background as like the mean guy. Um, And then he kind of has his big, you know, with the whole clone episode, you know, he kind of has his episode. I think that was supposed, that that's supposed to do a lot of, you know, what you're talking. I, I mean, I think it's a, like, maybe a weakness of the structure of this book is that that episode is supposed to do all of that for you. You know, that character development, that emotional turnaround. And yeah, like that was supposed to do, you know, basically what you, what you want. To, and, and and it just kind of happened, you know, given the episode of the weak nature of this, it just kind of happens abruptly. Now Corbin is a sympathetic character set up to have this character moment at the end.
3: Yeah, that's why I think like Kizzy would have been more a better person for that to happen because she did have like, cha- you know, perspective changing things that happened to her throughout the series like she had the the boarding of the, the party where where the where ashby got hurt he she had the Kedria mines. she had uh, her brother getting you know emotionally destroyed by you know losing uh, his ai so like she has more more reasons to like want to keep the crew cohesive and her personality is also more you know kind of more welcoming everybody and like wants the the, the crew to be more more together so like it would have made sense for me, you know, even despite the fact that, like, it's against his wishes that she just can't let it happen. And that would have made more, that I think that's more earned than Corman's, like, ah, I don't want people to decide. Uh, I, mean, I
1: think it still kind of goes back to their individual, like, personalities. Like, I just couldn't see her as the type, like, despite whatever, you know, like, their the, the amount of experiences she, you know, had throughout the book. I mean, I didn't really, that, I mean, I was kind of disappointed here that despite all the things happening her, she didn't seem to, like, change. All, she was just kind of the same, like, kind of, unflappably quirky you know uh person throughout and like it it didn't seem to like i don't know I, i i didn't see what would happen with her that would like like recast her like relationship with ohan or like would turn her into the kind of person that would do that to ohan or pull that trigger i still kind of think corbin you know even though we got the like the least character development out of him or the shortest amount of time with him it's fairly well established he's probably the only one who would like kind of be willing to do that and,
0: and i i find it um uh you know I, i'm gonna move on to another topic but you know feel free to come back to that one is it interesting that like for me the world building was okay but i i wasn't i wasn't actually interested in um having the the galactic commons debate and stuff like that so it, that's interesting that like yeah dan got something else out of it Incidentally, Dan, have you read Lord of the Rings?
3: I've listened to the audiobook of
0: Oh, you did. A co- okay. couple of them. Or, uh, were you uh, were maybe you super maybe into maybe all 3. All the yeah. all the world building. The yeah, world building yeah. book of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, that,
3: that's the best part okay, of that,
0: right? If, yeah. Yeah. well, I I I did wonder about that because like, you know, I I know that you're not inclined to read uh, an 1100-page book, but yeah. I think, I mean, uh, after
3: the, after the movies, I think I listened to the, the audio books.
0: Oh okay. yeah. Okay, just curious about
3: that. We should have like, I think final thoughts, maybe. I mean, it's the end of the book, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, overall, I think the book was good. Like I said, the world building was, was well done, but the plot could have had more consequence.
0: I feel, you know, despite, uh, yeah, having a lot to discuss, I feel almost the same, um, like, like I said, uh I am looking forward to someday reading some future works of Becky Chambers. Uh but yeah, I, I think that some things did not some things did not land here.
2: I, I also feel the same and I think uh again I think Becky Chambers is a a good writer, so I will just I will just say that this is not my type this is not the type of book that I typically enjoy. So that reflected In my limited enjoyment of this book
1: yeah similar thoughts and uh like i think this uh this would have worked better if i if this was kind of obviously setting up a kind of like trilogy long you know trilogy long um you know like plot you know like plot going through um and I also could have think even as as it is now, it could have worked a little better if the characters themselves weren't quite so like analogous to things I've seen in other similar media, and that it was you know kind of so obvious as to where it was pulling its inspirations from. Like if the characters themselves were a bit more original, even though I did like them, they were a little too tropey for me. All right,
0: thanks for listening. You could leave comments by emailing us at rehydrate at fastmail or on Twitter at RehydratePod. Please join us for upcoming seasons of The Dark Forest by Liu Shixin and Unfathomable, our music discussion series.